This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, March 31st, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. Candidate Obama made several nods to transparency and the importance of civil liberties during the campaign. President Obama, over his first year in office, has taken advantage of the previous administration's unprecedented data gathering and assertions of state secrets to keep much government surveillance under wraps and without congressional oversight. Cato Institute Research Fellow Julian Sanchez offers his thoughts. I saw a cartoon recently that struck me as incredibly apt. It shows, uh, you know, Barack Obama clad in mithril armor, climbing the steps to Mount Doom with uh, uh, Russ Feingold at his back, uh, grasping the one ring of executive power and state secrets. And, you know, Russ Feingold is urging him, throw it in, cast it into the flames. And, you know, and of course, Obama says no. And, you know, it's the fateful moment where uh, we see that all of the uh, executive power, all of, uh, crucially, the executive secrecy that Obama swore he would cast away. I mean, this is the the man who promised that he would have the most transparent administration in American history, uh, and in legal battles has certainly shown he's willing to invoke the state secrets privilege as ferociously as his predecessor. And now, when Congress is trying to uh, impose a little bit more oversight over the intelligence community's activities than was the case during the Bush era with its uh, warrantless wiretapping programs and uh, vast data mining and uh, you know what we know now about military surveillance of peaceful anti-war groups. Uh, you know, the the uh, attempt to crack the veil a little bit has been just utterly rebuffed. Obama is threatening to veto an intelligence authorization bill that would require more extensive briefings to Congress on intelligence activities and enable government watchdogs uh, to keep a closer track on uh, on what the intelligence community is getting up to. Um, I think it's clear from the history of the last eight years that intelligence oversight now is just a farce. And both parties, you know, uh, legislators on both sides have said that. Um, McCain uh, a few years back, said he didn't think we had any kind of functional intelligence oversight in the United States right now. Um, we know that when members of Congress were briefed about the uh, warrantless wiretapping program that caused so much furor in 2005, we know that they weren't allowed to consult their staffs, so a lot of them didn't even understand that that program was illegal. Uh, we have legislators now in the recent debates over the Patriot Act saying they don't really understand what they're doing. They don't even know what they can talk to their staffs about. We had Ron Wyden last week saying uh, we just reauthorized for a year a bunch of Patriot Act provisions, including Section 215. And Wyden said he's so happy that uh, the director of national intelligence has agreed to make a few pages of classified briefing material available so that legislators can go, uh, you know, not to take into their offices, God forbid, but can go in and view it there in a little tiny room with no staff. Um, and so then they can be uh, perhaps a little bit aware of how the powers that they're reauthorizing are actually being used. Uh, and to me, this seems crazy. That people are, are, I mean, literally voting for things that they don't understand, that they do not know how the powers they're voting for have been, are, are being used. And we know that before there was serious intelligence oversight in the 60s and 70s, abuse was endemic. Uh, you know, J. Edgar Hoover basically turned the FBI into his own personal information gathering service. He was the most feared man in Washington because nobody knew what Hoover had on them. We know that the NSA uh, indiscriminately opened uh, 
essentially all telegrams coming in and out of the United States. We know the CIA opened letters for decades uh, and, and monitored basically, again, peaceful activist groups. And we thought we had fixed all that with FISA. We had put some oversight in place. Um, but the truth is now we get a report coming out of the inspector general's office just a few months ago saying, nope, for the first few years after the passage of the Patriot Act, uh, the FBI took the expanded powers that uh, Congress had given them and said, oh, great. Thanks. You know, but what we don't like is the procedure. So we're just going to get massive amounts of information about Americans using not a warrant, but a post-it note. We're just going to ask, uh, you know, for, for, for the information that we're looking for, and we're going to get it. And there isn't even going to be a record that you can track to see exactly how badly we were abusing our authorities. And the problem is we find out about these things years after the fact. And are you hearing about it on the news? Well, no, because it's about abuses that happened between 2003 and 2006. And by the time the Inspector General wheels, get done grinding, you know, a, a 150-page report drops, and it's damning, and it's upsetting, and it looks like a cover-up, but it's too late. It's too late. And the only way we're going to get oversight when it's not too late is if we start insisting on more meaningful congressional participation. Is it fair to say that Russ Feingold is leading the charge in terms of calling for uh, more oversight? Right, leading the charge is sort of, a, I mean, has this kind of military image. I think of him more as Batman, uh, despite, I mean, I know Pat Leahy is the more famous Batman fan, but he really is almost a kind of lone dark knight on this with a handful of others. I will say, uh, speaking of, of Pat Leahy, uh, Batman aficionado and uh, Senate Judiciary uh, Committee chair, he's actually also urged Obama to begin appointing someone to sit on the Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board. It's one of the few genuine oversight mechanisms we have. It was somewhat effective in its uh, watered-down form under Bush. Uh, initially, it was too close to the White House. Its findings were actually rewritten by the White House, but then Congress finally decided to give this board some independence. It's one important oversight mechanism, and it's just been vacant since 2008, since before Obama took office, um, and he has not made a, a move or a gesture that anyone can see toward staffing this board so we can get some modicum of oversight. Pat Leahy has asked him to uh, start putting forward some names, and there has as yet, as far as I'm aware, been no response from the White House. What is the Senate Judiciary Committee entitled to from the White House? So, look, in, in theory, uh, you know, in theory, the intelligence community is required to keep uh, the Congress fully informed in a timely way certainly the, the oversight committees, about, uh, you know, important covert activities and surveillance programs. Um, and what they've really tried to do in recent years is restrict more and more and more of the information that they're providing to the so-called Gang of Eight, which is to say the leadership of the, uh, of the majority and minority party in each house, basically, and some of the committee heads. Um, and it's just, it's meaningless. It's a simulacrum of oversight. It's like a, I mean, you could call it oversight theater or oversight kabuki. Uh, they're going through the motions of having some kind of meaningful oversight. But the truth is, uh, these are operationally complex activities. They're legally complex activities. When you are uh, described a certain kind of intelligence program, Unless you're actually fairly steeped in the law, it's not obvious on face whether it's, uh, you know, par for the course or wildly illegal. Um, so what I think they're entitled to is more meaningful briefings, not a you have half an hour with no notes 
uh, and the Micro Machines man will, at incredibly high velocity, uh, rattle off some sketchy details about what's going on. They need to be able to bring in staff and sit down and get a full account of what's going on so that the next time, uh, you know, unlike the church committee in the 70s or the inspector general's report that came out earlier this year, uh, you know, we're not finding out about what was done wrong years after the fact. Julian Sanchez is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work and other pieces on government secrecy at cato.org.